Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hey there, it's April, and we are studying comfort in prayer in our study of the God of all comfort. This is month seven. At the end of this month, we'll have our video podcast, and Genevieve Orman from Gloucester, Virginia is going to join us as co-host at that time. Her husband's going to be here doing um, an activity with our men, and so she's volunteered to come to the podcast, and you'll enjoy her, I know. This time, I want us to take some time in prayer together. We're going to do that on the video podcast and on these digabits, but today, I wanted us to skip over to the section of Psalms where we are praying Psalms that praise the Father. We listed Psalm 29, Psalm 78, Psalm 93, Psalm 95, 98, 105, and 113. Today together, I'd like for us to pray Psalm 78. Certainly, we all have much, even if you're praying the Psalms this week about this month about your enemy or the ones about being persecuted, even if you are praying something that's difficult to pray through at this time, you still have many, many blessings from God and much for which to praise Him. So we're going to read and pray through Psalm 78 right now. Will you do that with me? Father, we pray that the people around us will give ear, will listen to teachings from your word, whether they come through our mouths or through the mouths of faithful men of God. We pray, Father, that your word will arrest the attention of people around us and they will give ear. Father, we pray that they will open their ears to words, whether in parables or dark sayings from old, but things that we as your people have known and heard all of our lives that our fathers have told us that we've read in your word. Let us, Father, not hide the truth of your magnificent power and your reign over our lives. Let us not hide that truth from our children, but tell your praises, your power to the coming generation. Let us tell them the glorious deeds that you've done and your might and the wonders that you have done. Way back early in Genesis, you established a testimony in Jacob and you appointed a law in Israel on Mount Sinai, way back in Exodus 20. And you commanded those fathers to teach their children that the next generation might know them. I remember you commanded mothers and fathers to teach their children when they rise up, when they lie down, when they walk in the way, and when they sit down. You you commanded that we teach your precepts all day long so that the next generation might know those precepts. The children yet unborn, help our children yet unborn, Father, that they will that we will arise and that we will tell, they will arise and that they will tell them to their children so that the generations of our families will set their hope in you and not forget your works, but keep your commandments and not be like those stubborn, rebellious, 
Israelites were in the Old Testament when they had that generation whose heart wasn't steadfast and whose spirit wasn't faithful to you, like the Ephraimites who, who were armed with the bow, but they, didn't, they weren't brave in the day of battle and they turned back. They didn't keep your covenant, but they refused to walk according to your law. They forgot your works and all the wonders that you had shown them. And you did show them, Father, in the sight of their fathers. You performed wonders in the land of Egypt, in the fields of Zoan. You divided the sea for them, the Red Sea, and you let them pass through it. And you made the water stand up like a heap. Whoever heard of that, Father, and you did that for them. And they weren't so far removed from that. In the daytime, you led them with a cloud, and all night long, you kept a fiery light. You split rocks in the wilderness and gave them water to drink abundantly, just as if it had been coming from an endless supply from the deep. You made streams come out of rocks, and you caused waters to flow down like rivers. But they kept sinning more and more against you, rebelling against your highness in the desert. They tested you in their hearts. They demanded the food that they craved. And they even made a mockery of the fact that you had led them from slavery. They spoke against you, saying, Can our God spread a table in the wilderness? You struck the rock so that water gushed out and streams overflowed. They said, Can he also give us bread or provide meat? And you were angry, Lord. You were full of wrath. You had a fire in your heart against Jacob because they didn't believe in you and they didn't trust your saving power. Of course you could spread a table in the wilderness. Of course you could bring the manna and the quail and you rained down them on them manna to eat and you gave them the grain of heaven. Man ate the bread of angels. You are great, Father. You sent them food in abundance. You caused the east wind to blow in the heavens. And in that wind, by your power, you let out the south wind and rain meat on them like dust. Winged birds, quail, like the sand of the seas. You let them fall in the middle of their camp, all around their dwellings, and they ate and were well filled without even having to go out with their bows and hunt them. But... Before they had even gotten full and satisfied their craving, while the food was still in their mouths, your anger rose against them, and you killed the strongest of them, and you laid low the young men of Israel. Help us to learn from that. In spite of all this, they still sinned, and that's why you punished. Despite your wonders, they didn't believe. So you made their days vanish like a breath, and their years in terror. Help us to remember that... Our days at best are just like a breath. And when you started to kill them, they sought you. They repented and they sought God earnestly. They remembered then that you were their rock and that you were the most high God, their redeemer. But they flattered you with their mouths and they lied to you with their tongues. There are people who are doing that today, Lord. Help us not to be among those people who go and praise and worship you, but live like the devil, live in unfaithfulness. They were not faithful to your covenant. Yet you, being compassionate, atoned 
atoned for their iniquity. You did that for us. You gave the blood of your son for us when we were rebellious and in sin. You did not destroy us. You restrained your anger often, and you never stirred up all your wrath. You remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes and doesn't come again. How often they rebelled against you in the wilderness, and they grieved you in the desert. They tested you, God, again and again, and they provoked the Holy One of Israel, Jesus Christ. They didn't remember His power on the day when He redeemed them from the enemy. Way back when you first performed your sights, signs in Egypt and your marvels in the fields of Zoan, turning their rivers to blood so that they couldn't even drink of their streams, you sent among the enemies swarms of flies which devoured them and frogs that destroyed them, and you gave their crops to the destroying locusts and the fruit of their labor to the locusts. You destroyed their vines with hail and you destroyed their sycamores with frost. You gave over their cattle to the hail and their flocks to the thunderbolts. You let loose on them, Egypt, your burning anger, your wrath, your indignation, and your distress. You and a company of destroying angels. You made a path for your anger. You did not spare the Egyptians from death, but gave their lives over to the plague, striking down every firstborn in Egypt, the first fruits of their strength in the tents that were the descendants of the bad son of Noah, Ham. Then you led out your people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. You led them in safety so that they were not afraid. The sea overwhelmed their enemies and drowned them. You brought them to the Holy Land, to the mountain which your right hand had won. You drove out nations before them and apportioned them for a possession and settled those tribes of Israel around the mountain of Jerusalem in their tents. Yet they kept testing they kept rebelling against the Most High God and did not keep His testimonies, but turned away and acted treacherously like their fathers, twisting like a deceitful bow, not being able to shoot straight ever. They provoked you with anger, with to anger with their high places, even up in Dan where Rehoboam went and where Jeroboam went and built that altar, that cow up in Dan and said, you can worship up here. You can worship this altar. We'll still be serving God. I remember when they did that, God, and how that must have hurt you. They moved you to jealousy with their idols. And when you heard you were full of wrath and you utterly rejected Israel, forsaking your dwelling place at Shiloh, the tent where you had dwelt among mankind, and you delivered your power, your people, over to captivity. You could have delivered them. You didn't lose any power. It wasn't because the enemy forced them into captivity, but you gave them over. You let go of your power 
and let them go into captivity at that time. He delivered his power. You delivered your power to captivity and your glory to the hand of the enemy. And so your people went into captivity as you promised. You gave your people over to the sword. You vented your wrath on your own heritage and fire devoured their young men and their young women had no marriage song. In Jerusalem, there was a great fire. Their priests even fell by the sword and their widows made no lamentation. It was a very dark time because of their sin. Help us to remember that. But then the Lord woke up like he was sleeping. You woke up like a strong man shouting and you put your enemies to rout. You put them to everlasting shame. You rejected the tent of Joseph, not choosing the tribe of Ephraim. You're choosing someone to forever atone for the sins of your people, but you chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which you love. And we are the Mount Zion of today. You built your sanctuary like the high heavens, like the earth which you had found forever. You chose David, your servant, and you took him from the sheepfolds, from following those nursing lambs. You brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people, Israel, his inheritance. You made him the king. But it wasn't just David. It was your own son of the tribe of Judah, the lineage of David. And with your son, with upright heart, you shepherd us and you guide us with your skillful hand. And we praise you as your church, O oh God. In the name of the son of David, we pray. Amen.